It's time well, for the Hadit.com radio show. Hadit.com radio is an in-depth look at all things VA. If you need help with the VA, log on to Hadit.com. Now, here's your host, Gerald Cook. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, on this 22nd day of April, 2015. I'm here with my co-host, Jay Basser, and our technician, Stretch. Uh, and uh, we're going to do some talking today about PTSD, some of the problems you run into with it. So if any of you have any questions or comments, feel free to call in. Our number is 347-237-4819. Now that number, once again, is 347-237-4819. So, uh, you know... uh, if you have PTSD, everybody meant that um, uh, has a, any business with the VA uh, realizes that they're not the easiest people in the world to get along with. And if you have PTSD, it just makes it that much worse. And I know we have some some veterans there on at it that have just had a terrible time dealing with the VA. They they just uh, they're they're horrible people to deal with. Now there might be some good ones out there. I don't know how how many good people have you met there, uh, uh, John? Uh, Working for the VA. I know several good folks, Gerald, that actually work for the VA. You know, uh, they're, you know, they they do a good job. They really care about their job and what they do, and they take care of veterans. Uh, yeah, you know, me when too. It's just, uh, anytime you get uh, medical care at a government facility, you know, you're always going to have some problems because it's mass-produced medicine, you know, and there's a little bit of chaos and there's some confusion involved, but. You know, as long as you treat them right, they're probably going to treat you right. And, uh, but, you know, PTSD is an issue that uh, <clears throat> is caused by persons experiencing uh, either a traumatic event in life or something of that nature, whether it's an assault or combat or MST. I'm not going to say they had other one, but, uh, you know, that causes uh, adventure psychological well-being. You know, because the after effects of that, you know, it sticks with you. And it could be you could have very various symptoms of, of you know, of, of the disease itself because it is a disease. You know, I mean, your brain's, you know, it's, even though it's not figured out or studied very well, you know, by the psych, you know, by the scientists, but still there's issues affecting the brain. And uh, anxiety and PTSD is just one of them, so. Uh, people, yeah, I... you know, people. Yeah, go ahead, John. I didn't mean to jump in there. No, that's okay. People that have PTSD know they have it. Some don't know, but most of them do. And it's not uh, an issue of getting cured for the PTSD. It's getting treatment because there's different levels of it. You're, you know, different, different, different sets. You know, the most severe ones, you know, need to be uh, watched pretty closely because, you know, they really, uh, you know, they can really cause a lot of problems. But there's some things you can do, Gerald, if you have PTSD, to help control it. If you at least can't control it, you might be able to, you know, to uh, channel it to a different location or a different area. And we'll step on some of those in a few minutes. You know, it's uh, the treatment process is, is the biggest issue. If you think you've got it and it's causing you problems at home or work, you need to get help. That's the first step is, is admitting you have it and getting help for it. You know, Absolutely, so, but it's again. Yeah, I'm not no by by any means the the guru or expert on PTSD, but I've seen enough cases of PTSD to know that some people have learned to cope with it. And uh, I know a lot of folks. You know, you have to find something to do. 
give yourself something to look forward to in order to cope with it. And we'll touch on that in a little bit. And uh, Gerald, what, what 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 have you found out about PTSD, Gerald? Have you had a lot of issues well, with it? Yeah, uh, you know, John, I can't help but think uh, they call it a disease, but I believe it's, it it could be referred to as a natural injury. Myself, I think. Uh, your brain has been injured. I mean, I, they know about TBIUs, but PTSD, I think you can hit such a stressful situation or become injured, and uh, the stress actually uh, damages your brain. Uh, but, you know, I'm not an expert either. I just I feel like it's more of an injury than it is uh, just all of a sudden you pop up with PTSD. I think well, you know, there's, there's two types of issues regarding PTSD. Um, you know, a psychological event such as uh, say someone tries to kill you, you know, in combat, you know, and this happens day in, day out, you know, you it affects you. It makes you, you know, it can turn you in, you know, it makes you not want to go outside. It makes you, you know, look look over your shoulder at all times. Uneasy. You don't trust nobody. You know, that's one aspect of PTSD. Another related act of PTSD is if you're uh, injured, you know, if you have a concussion-type injury or uh, an explosion goes off next to you, you know, that slaps your brain against the backside of your head. So, yeah, that's another issue. That's a traumatic brain injury. And I think that ought to be treated over and above PTSD. That needs to be a separate uh, rating itself, but the VA is trying to loop them together. You see that? That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, so the VA's always tried to do that. Uh, Mike, did, did you have a comment here? I know you got boogered up pretty bad when you was in the Navy there. Uh, got knocked down some steps and stuff got your head all banged up. Uh, uh, how are you doing now? Not worth a damn, but I've got other problems to go along with these other problems I have. They seem to be multiplying on me. Well, I do, go ahead. I do know that anything that causes unease is a disease. And PTSD causes unease. So it's treated as a disease. It is a disease, Stretch. Yeah. Well, you know, it almost appears like uh, they don't know enough about it yet. You know, if you talk to five different psychiatrists, you're going to get five different uh, uh, diagnoses, probably. Uh, Let me tell you why, Jim. Let me tell you why that that is. Yeah, tell me why that is. If you have a body injury like your spine or your leg or something like that, there's always a medical test like an MRI or an X-ray that can actually show the condition. Same thing for heart disease. You can have a, uh, you can have an echocardiogram or you can even have a heart cat to show the severity of your heart disease. Same thing for lungs. You know, they can do biopsies and they can do tests. There is no test that I know that can show a physical issue involved with post-traumatic stress disorder. So basically the psychiatrist or psychologist who's making this Who's making it is making a guess. And that's all it is, an educated guess. That's true. That's what but it, yeah. I'm thinking if they done if if they were advanced enough to do a proper brain scan, they would Could. more than likely see some damage. 
Well, there's issues of white matter and things like that they can find in the brain. Most of that is post-concussionary or, or, or TBI. You know, um, personally, I've got concussion lists as one of my disabilities in service, but it's not service-connected. So that's another issue, you know. Um, it's a, it's a, you know, if you get hit hard enough, you know, it can cause you to have TBI. Just look at these pro football players getting, retiring because of getting hit so many times in the head. Oh yeah, they're really throwing the fit about that now, and and uh, they have a lot of them that's out there retired that are really having some serious issues. Well, the same thing uh, applies to a military personnel. I don't know anyone right. in the military that hasn't been banged around quite a bit. Just going through basic training, you get banged around a lot. Well, I think a lot of this stuff can actually be, uh, you know, it, it can be channeled by the government itself because they need to do a better job of screening their people that go into the military, you know, but more, better, strong, more psychological testing because some people will get PTSD quicker than others and some folks have an issue before they go in, you know, and they're more so subject to, to turn into PTSD if they're in front of a, you know, a stressful situation. So I think you need to do a better job of screening these kids going in and taking care of these kids when they get out. Because, I mean, you know, you go in there and you put you put your life on the line for the government or for this country. You know, you, you need some kind of retrospect payment for it. They need to take care of you. That's the bottom line. You don't get yeah. enough support. Well, first of all, when you go in the military, you know, you, you, do, you take your tests and things like that, you know, and you, you're assigned a job. You're assigned a job. And most of the times in that job, you have no choice as to what job you're going to do, especially in early years when you're low man or totem pole. Basically, you're doing all the job and everybody else is watching you. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's true. And, for example, uh, if you go in there and you become an insulator and a whole tank rating and they say, okay, you're going to rip out asbestos, here's the school you're going to, you don't have a choice. you got to go. You can't volunteer and say, okay, I'm going to do this. It's a job. You said, you're just, you know, you don't have a choice. You're going to do it. Uh, radiation worker, same thing. You know, you can go down to the rack part of the submarine and rip out asbestos. That's double jeopardy. But you don't have a choice. you got to do it. So they don't give you a choice to do your job, and this job is going to be hazardous to your health. And you have ramifications of that job. They should be. They should compensate you for the rest of your life for that job. Does that make sense? Yes. You know. Our Congress needs to look at that and see it that way, and they need to get a hold of this VA folks and put their underwear up and jerk a knot in them and get them straightened up because I've seen too many denials for for, for nothing. Uh, we do have some uh, veterans out there with uh, serious PTSD issues, and, and uh, you know, it, it seems like now, if you got PTSD, you sure don't feel like dealing with a crazy B8. And, uh, no. Uh, anybody in their right mind wouldn't want to deal with the, uh, the VA. And uh, having PTSD, uh, you know, it's hard to concentrate. Uh, you have all kinds of issues. And... And mm-hmm. there are so many variations of it. That's, I think that's a, a major issue. Uh, some people, mm-hmm. they over-medicate, others under-medicate. That's the problem, too. Over-medication is a bad issue because they lay that crazy medicine to them, make them zombies. Well, that's right. And, mm-hmm. and they don't think, you know, they're not able to think clearly. Uh-huh. And, There's been uh, some overdoses going on, suicide well, stuff, kind yeah. of stuff. Yes, they have. And uh, they had that one bunch there somewhere, where they call it Candyland or something. Yeah, they were uh, doping them up, and that's pretty sad. Uh, well, that's uh, uh, restraint by medication, man. And that's supposed to be, I mean, I mean that's illegal. Uh 
they shouldn't be doing that. And uh, well, they shouldn't be doing. Because you know, I tell you, I, I've been in the hospital and them giving me the wrong medicines or something, trying to mm-hmm. change medicines, and my land you get loony as a brickcake. Uh, you do, especially if you get that morphine and stuff like that. You know, you sit there and you <laughs> don't know what time of day it is. You start shaking. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you got Parkinson's disease and get that morphine, you're going to have to get the double shakes. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Yeah, um, you reach down and pet the dog and be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just don't now, go take a leak. <laughs> now, here's the issue PTSD. The main issue of PTSD, you can have it no matter how severe you've got it. You have to be strong enough willed person in order to find something to look forward to to channel that PTSD, that anger, that rage. You have to be able to control it. If you need help controlling it, get help. But that's your biggest issue. Because if you cannot control it, and believe me, that's what they want you to do. They want you to get out here in society. They want you to do something bad. They want you to do something wrong. Because once the police arrest you and put you in jail, they save money. Yeah, they sure do. Okay. Okay. It's and, sad uh, and it's it's crazy, but that's you know that's that's what it is, people. It's exactly what it is. So you need to control the PTSD. And another worst part about it is if you've got a severe enough case of PTSD, you know they can sign you a fiduciary. And you have to beg for, for food money. Yeah, Seriously. that ain't right either. You know, yeah, I don't think it's the, right. You've got folks out here that like to hunt and things like that. you got severe enough case PTSD. You go on that list. You go on the old PTSD list. There's been some congressmen talking about that, trying to do some stuff about it, but that's what it is. That's just the way they want you to do. They don't want you carrying guns if you've got PTSD. They don't want veterans carrying guns anyways. That's for sure. Well, we're the last active uh, defense of this great nation. <clears throat> but I was reading here on Had It. There was a, uh, a form here uh, uh, called Rage, and I think it, yeah. really, it really hit the spot uh, uh, dealing with. Uh, and and there, there was a lot of good advice. Here's one that. Uh, does a lot of yoga and sauna and nature, you know, getting out in nature. Uh, all kinds of stuff here. Music, getting involved in music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Find something to do. Yeah, getting something to do, get your mind occupied. Uh, I tell you what, that fellow we know named Stretch, he could, he could pick a guitar like it's going out of town, you know. I mean, that's something he channeled himself into. And, uh, you know, sitting there playing the Eagles and songs like that and old Southern rock and roll. I was listening to him. He used to play all the time. Of course, now he's had some other health issues on the physical side, so it's probably difficult for him to do. But, you know, that's always a, a, something good to do. Yeah, but uh, hopefully I pick he's a little bit myself. I pick yeah. a little bit myself, but I ain't nowhere as uh, advanced as that tall. Of course, you got to have long fingers. That man's got some long fingers. He's probably six foot twenty. <laughs> well, the only thing I can pick is my nose. So uh, <laughs> they don't call him Stretch because he's five foot two. I tell you that right now. <laughs> but he can play a mean guitar. He can play a guitar like he's ringing a bell. What's that song? He can play a guitar like he's ringing. He can do it. He can pick. Yeah, yeah. Got that California going on there. Yeah. So, but. uh you know, I hate for anyone to have a disease like PTSD, you know, and uh, I hate for anyone to be affected by it because, you know, the stress of having the issue, especially if you've got young kids in the family, that's, that, that's sad, you know, and it's hard for you to cope. I mean, just extra pressure on the wife. It breaks a lot of homes up because, you know, the, the, these people can't, they can't cope with that. You well, know, a lot of them don't fire. understand, don't understand. Mm-hmm. It just spirals and, uh, downhill. Uh, it it's it's a it's a bad deal, and the BA uh, they don't seem. I mean, they 
they say a lot and do little. Uh, that, I mean, they've been talking about this for years, John, but how much headway have they actually made? Uh, they made back. They, they've stepped back, Gerald. There ain't no headway. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're pursuing it as they were. Uh, but uh, I believe the Vietnam veterans are the ones that basically got it coined uh, PTSD, or uh, was that the last part of World War II? Well, no, they did beat Vietnam was one is the guys that actually I, I brought PTSD it, into yeah, the forefront. I, I thought that was so. It's basically a new diagnosis, and uh, although they've had it in all the wars, uh, they've had it. World War Two called it shell shock, you know. Shell shock, and then shell shock, and uh, things like that. Audie Murphy's a good example of it. He had he was shell shocked. Yeah. He was the most decorated soldier in World War II, you know. Of course, he became a famous actor, and, of course, PTSD and things like that's what got him, you know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he was a heck of a person, you know, just do what he did. So anytime you witness things like that of that, of that scope, you know, I mean, the Gulf War itself, you know, keep in mind that it was a war, and, you know, there were some pretty bad things to happen, but I hate to say it, but guys, these people on these Pacific Islands out there with them flamethrowers, you shoot a flamethrower and start burning people up, man, that's pretty tragic. Yeah, that's, uh, that has to work on you, I'm telling you. Or you see them women carrying them babies and jumping off them cliffs. Yeah. You know, and uh, I, I tell you something else, is people that was in New York City watching people jump out of the towers on 9-11. Yeah. You know, you I saw that on TV, horrible. what is that? It's horrible. It's a horrific incident. It has an effect on your psyche. You know these firemen and these uh, and these police officers. You know, you know, give them give them their due because they see it every day. You know, I get texts all the time with the news, and uh, we just had a text here a little while ago of a dump truck versus a train corner called to the scene. Oh man! So it's ugly. So it's a stressful event. You see stuff. You know, I wonder how that actually works versus the military. I wonder what kind of what kind of numbers. I like to see numbers on the outside. That's what I like to see. Uh, kind of. I know of some people that's been in accidents that the doctor says uh, they had uh, uh, had to have PTSD, and it was caused mm-hmm. from an accident. Um, yep. Now, I had a sister-in-law that was in the hospital over here, at St. John's Hospital, when the tornado hit it. She was on the sixth floor, and, uh, I mean, there was horrible damage, and she had a patient she was guarding, uh, or trying to get down to the lower floors, and the only thing they could do is hold on to each other, and there was glass and everything else was flying around. Uh, yeah. And she ain't been the same since. I mean, you can tell it really got her. Yeah, it's uh, a bad, bad event. A tornado can cause PTSD, Joe. Yeah. Uh, you know, especially if one takes your house off the top of it, why are you in it? <laughs> yeah, you know it. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, That's Mother Nature's vacuum you know, cleaner. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stressful events that uh, people go through in their lives. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, there's a, a good number of them can actually cause PTSD. And I think it's, uh, you know, uh, there's uh, obviously different levels or severities of PTSD, and I just don't believe they have all that figured out yet. Uh, no, I don't think they have. And, and, and I don't don't know if they ever will. They don't seem that sincere in really getting to the root of the problem. I've heard all kinds of read all kinds of stories on it. We've uh, got uh, 
two VA facilities here in town, and uh, one of them's a hospital. It's associated with the University of Kentucky, which is a pretty good hospital. You know, then it's a smaller VA and it does a pretty good job. It has its ups and downs that everybody's going to. But there's another section across town that was the original VA and it was built during World War II. And for years it housed the, it housed the mental health ward. And uh, when I went to work over there, they had a you know they had a guy that would run through the hallways with a sheet tied to his back, thinking he was Superman. Oh man! And the nicest guy you ever want to talk to. They sure thought he was Superman. I'd make sure they had the windows locked because I didn't want them trying to fly out of the third-story window. Yeah. Yep. So, but you know, you see a lot, and uh, you know, you feel for them guys. You feel for them. You know, because their lives been totally altered because of that issue. Yeah. You have to be able to channel it. You know, you got to give yourself something to look forward to and cope with your family and things like that. Because if you don't, then you know it's it's a waste. The main thing is, at least try to keep your your uh, your outlook on life a positive. I believe, and, and I know it's really difficult to do at times. Uh, more for some, uh, you know, more so for some people than others. But uh, and two, there's. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people can't go out here jogging or what have you. They're they're incapacitated, in other words. So they yes. have to find something else to occupy their mind. Uh, uh, whether it's reading books or if you can't concentrate on reading a book, uh, maybe uh, you can do some research on the Internet or something. You know, there's got to be something to keep your mind occupied uh, because sitting around waiting on the VA to jump to uh, it's it's a long wait it's a long wait I don't know anyone don't get upset with them that you know has waited a long time dealing with some of the crazy fools they got to there are I'll tell you something, Joe. Go ahead, John. There's two. There's two. There's three guarantees in life. One of them is that clock is never going to stop. The sun is going to rise in the morning, and the VA is not going to get in no hurry. <laughs> Pretty, pretty good guarantee. Yeah, yeah it is so, a good one. Yeah, so it's, but it's kind of true. You know, so, but if you've got PTSD, folks, and it's affecting you, and you think if it's combat related or whatever from a stressful incident in the military, get help. You don't have to go to the VA. You can go to your private doctor, and he can get you somebody to help you. And if you have insurance, if you have to go to the VA, go to the VA. Keep everything recorded, though. Now, if you go to an outside physician, you know, and you're being treated outside, then they can use his, uh, they can use his reports and stuff with the VA, you know, from a claim standpoint. You can use the VA and get their, you know, get their opinions and things like that. They can treat you. However, you cannot have PTSD and be treated by the VA and go outside and get a medical exam or PTSD examinations outside. They have to go with what the VA doctors say in that situation. Did you know that? Yeah, uh, that was one of their new rulings. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, when did they come that, out with that? A couple of years ago. 2011 or 12, I can't remember the exact date it came out, but that's when it hit the Federal Register. I call it the Bohica Rule. Well, Anything they do was... Anything they do is spoken like it's intended to help the veteran. But, uh, if you believe that, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona for sale. Yeah. Maybe in a bridge or two. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just cannot imagine them pulling that stuff because that really put a hurt on a lot of veterans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nowadays, look, you got to do a form to do a form. Yeah. They're making this a compliment. They're making it so complicated now, it's impossible to file claim. Well, you didn't file on the correct form, we deny it, you know. Uh, yes. They will. Uh, we've come to that point in time. Uh, you better a, have the correct form to do anything. Well, that'll get in court before long. That'll be, t- that'll be challenging, taken care of, I'd say. It's a matter uh, of time before I, it goes. I sure hope so, because... They've had it before, Joe. Uh, you know, a lot of veterans just don't have the word for all or the knowledge or, or what have you or computer access or, or know what, what to do. They can go to VSO, but a lot of them don't even know anymore. Well, the VA spends too much money hiring creative thinkers and people with certain creative thinking ability to dream this crap up instead of hiring people to write claims. They're always thinking how to get out of something or how to do something different. They have these well, creative I, thinkers. Yeah, that's a fact. You know. I know. I was uh, reading some uh, some new uh, memo here the other day that come out from the BN and said if you didn't use this particular form, uh, mm-hmm. I think that was like uh and supported my claim, yeah, and yeah. other than that, you have to use a different one or it's not accepted or something that uh, notice of this. Is, is the 4138 still in effect or is it something different now? Uh, well, I, I'm not positive on the board. Statement support claim. When do you do a show on that and get these forms together? Because folks is getting mighty uh, confused out there. Uh, yes, yes, it is because I have changed some of the forms, mm-hmm. and if you don't use the correct form, it's like you never even sent it in, and they're not going to notify you. That's fact. That, they, uh, that you sent in the wrong form, they're going to leave you sitting there thinking you did the right right thing, and uh, uh, you know until your time runs out. Now, if, this bunch of, if this bunch, like the one in San Francisco, will fire a good employee for trying to help a veteran get his claim through or for trying to get a claim approved for a slam dunk that should have been service-connected, and they fire her for that re- for, for crazy reasons like that because she tried to get his claim through, yeah. that tells me a totally different story. Yeah. Uh, that's what they're really like. <clears throat> That's the type of people you're dealing with. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I always recommend to anyone dealing with the VA secure an attorney as soon as possible. As soon as you get uh, that first denial letter, jump on the bandwagon. Uh, get to the BVA or court level. The one you want to do is go to BVA first. Because the attorneys, they keep up with this stuff. And and uh, uh, even though we're associated here with that, things change doggone quickly in the VA, and we don't get notified till you know, you might have done sent in paperwork and be on the wrong form. You have to resubmit it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd do it on every, I'd put the same thing on 10 different forms they could pick the right one. <laughs> I guess that's one way to do it. But, uh, oh. that's what we're doing. Now, they've made yeah. changes. They've changed the PTSD stuff here, too, over the years. They used to use the Global Assessment Function Scale, the GAF scores, to check the severity level of a person's post-traumatic stress disorder or his, whatever, whatever mental health issue he had. And the lower score, the, the higher rating he got. They stopped using that a couple of years ago. I guess too many folks were getting 30s, 40s, and 50s and can't get rated. That's, that's the only thing I, the only way I can think about it. So now they're using something else. 
Well, yeah. Uh, how are they doing that now, John? They're just doing it uh, based on the history and the uh, exam and the function of the person, whether the person can do this or that, you know. There's not really, a, I don't think there's actually a, a true scale. we got to run a commercial. Okay. All right, run it, buddy. This is Jay Basser, one of the hosts for Hatted Veterans Radio and the Ask Basser Show. I wanted to pass along an important message to the members of Haddit. Haddit has kicked off a fun Haddit campaign. Haddit has been helping veterans navigate the VMA since 1997. Haddit's owner, T-Bird, needs your help. The expense of running a big site like Haddit is steadily increasing while the operating revenues have been decreasing. For these reasons, Haddit has kicked off the fund Haddit campaign. Remember, Haddit is not a nonprofit organization. Please give what you can, as no amount is too small. Your support is greatly appreciated. Help us to keep Haddit around, because without it, where would our veterans be? Personally, I'd be still stuck in the VA quicksand. Just click on the Fun Haddit button on the forum page to support Haddit.com. Thank you, Jay Basher. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a question or comment, please uh, call in. Our number is 347-237-4819. Now, this call-in number, once again, is 347-237-4819. John, uh, you know this... This PTSD dilemma uh, we're facing here, we have so many veterans. There's an extremely large group of veterans uh, that are plagued with this PTSD. And uh, some of them are not getting the help that they really need. Right. And... and, uh, I don't know. It looks like a, they should have a like a non-budsman or somebody that they can call to get some help. They should have. Well, they got the crisis hotline they can call. Well, the crisis hotline, I know that's one thing. But, uh, you know, you call them up and say, look, I'm at it. I can't get nothing done on my claim. And... Uh, they need something other than that. Uh, uh, they had that crisis hotline, and it's been a, a real lifesaver for for a lot of veterans. Right. Uh, it really you has. Know. But they need you another re, re, other recourses they can take. Well, they need to be able to get in and get treatment for their issues. You know, they need treatment, health care. Um, and they need to be, you know, I don't think they're ever, ever going to be fully cured. You know, there's got to be some type of treatment that can help them to cope and live. You know, I know some folks who have it, and they, you know, they cope 80% of the time, and that's 20%, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're gone. And uh, so I know some folks that had it real bad, and they had to retire from their job. One couple of folks worked for the government, and, uh, you know, flashbacks and things like that made it pretty rough. But uh, if you've got it bad enough, you know, if you've got at least a IU rating or 100% from PTSD, worst thing about it in the economy of the world or the economy of the country is that you're not allowed to work. You, you can't do it. You know, you kind of criminalize yourself if you do it because the rating schedule states that it precludes working. And if they give you individual unemployability because of it, that also precludes working. You can't work. And they send you a letter every year saying, have you worked? You've got to fill it out. If you don't fill it out, they say we didn't receive the letter. And next thing you know, they cut you off. They'll cut you back down to your rating. They won't take all your money, but they'll cut you down. And uh, so that's two issues to look at, too. You know, and uh, for IU, and for any reason for IU, you know, no matter if it's physical or mental, you can't work. 
you know, if you're 100% for physical issues and, you know, not totally for PTSD, you should be able to work because the rating schedule is uh, based on how much money or how much of your earnings capacity is your disabilities have cost you. And uh, if you're 100% for a mental disorder, you can forget it because that precludes all kinds of stuff, association with other people, interaction, and things like that, you know. And this is just stuff that I've read and, uh, you know, done some research on it, so... Um, it's a bad thing to have at a higher rating. I know a person that uh, he's 100% that uh, he hasn't worked in a long, long time because of it. Some days he's there, some days he's not. And it was all because of an issue that could have been avoided, and he's a Coast Guard person, so I'm not going to name names or anything, but, you know, I feel for the guy. I knew him when he was younger, and he's a heck of a guy. Good people. His total life has changed. Yeah. Uh, there's too much of that going on, John, actually. Well, you got to know who to trust in the military, you know. I mean, we had things happen back years ago, too, you know, with the dopers and the druggies and things like that, you know. And, you know, you don't want to put your life in the hands of a druggie on board a boat. No way. You know, I mean, you don't want to, you know. If you're, you know, you're working on billion-dollar submarines, you don't want to, to mess with that stuff. And, uh, you know, if you get involved the wrong way or if you tell them, you know, if they try to force it on you or whatever, you know, that's that's another bad issue. You try to avoid that stuff and, uh, you know, so you've got folks like that, you know, should have been kicked out a long time ago. And you've got uh, young sailors now going around and putting females on submarines and they're videoing the females in the shower. Yeah. And that's, you know, so you got some, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, across this great country, we've got a lot of people. And you're going to get people from all walks of life. You know, some people don't understand. You know, either it's, uh, uh, either it's an issue of uh, maturity or whatever, you know. People don't think. And that's why, you know, we have drugs and crimes so high and things like that, because they can't control their issues. Something else controls them, especially these drugs. They're only... Well. Their own, only outlooks to find their next fix. You know, uh, being in the military is a serious, very serious uh, time in a person's life. And uh, uh, should you ever get into a combat situation, you certainly wouldn't want to be dependent on someone that was all doped up to to uh, right, but watch you back or or do anything because anything you do in the military most everything you do in the military affects other people. Mhm. And it affects uh, more than one. Yes, absolutely it does. Each uh, soldier's got seventeen support people. Uh that's right. And uh mm-hmm. so uh Remember what you do do uh, is it's critical and it's important. Most important job in the military is the parachute packer. <laughs> uh, parachute packer. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <Especially> <laughs> <in> Air Force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I can't parachute. <laughs> I'm serious. Just wanted up. <laughs> I had a business and I hired people. I would hire veterans. Oh, not because of because there's a director to hire veterans. But I would hire them because of their because of the camaraderie that would that would involve and for their sense of responsibility, accountability. They learn from being in the military. They do learn responsibility, and uh, yeah. uh, if you're not responsible, you soon. Know it because uh, those around you <laughs> and your your first sergeant's going to let you know real quick. Uh, yep. You have a duty to perform, and you should perform that duty. And uh, you're it's going like, to you're going to jail. You better do it, or you'll be scarce as second lieutenant in Vietnam. Yeah, uh, I know. I've seen some of them go to the rig and. Uh, they come back, and they they were different people when they come back. Yeah. And it's, you know, so 
when you get out of service and you're plagued with something like PTSD, uh, the VA is supposed to take care of you. Myself, I feel that they shouldn't be allowed out until they have a like a six-month mustering out mm-hmm. period uh, for Well, they do have so so much time to go to the VA to be treated when they get out. Um, They do have so much time, I mean. Well, now it's five years, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, well, yeah. When I got out, I think they said it was supposed to be a year. Mm -hmm. I didn't pay attention to it, but, uh, of course, I didn't realize what was coming. (laughs) That's true. You know, I mean, when you're young, you know, you look up and you don't care. But, you know, when you get up in your 40s and 50s, folks, the things you did as a young man come back to haunt you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's you know, jumping out of helicopters and airplanes and landing on your knees and going down flights of stairs and climbing stairs. I do tell you one thing. This is kind of a personal note. We went on vacation a couple of weeks ago. We went down to uh, Florida, down to Panhandle on the Bar Beach. Beautiful place. We had the opportunity. We toured. Uh, we went to Pensacola Naval Air Station, toured the museums. And then we drove to Mobile one day, and we went aboard the USS Alabama battleship. And I want to tell you, that ship is beautiful. And it's just a big old battleship. You know, it's BB-60. We went, and the teakwood decks are need, need a little bit of repair. They're kind of disarray, but they're old, you know, so that's probably the reason why. Inside the ship, you know, we went up to oh, up to the signal bridge as far as we can go. I took my time climbing the ladders over because then, you know, it was uh, straight up. Inside the ship is a little bit disrepair. Some of the rust is coming through the paint stuff. I need to pay more attention to it, but it's still a beautiful ship. We went down and we actually saw the brig, Gerald. Yeah. Got, had a five cage brig right next to the mess decks. A five cage brig. Yep. Five sails. Then it had another one across the hall. It was pretty big one, probably a holding tank or something, but it was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. But, uh,. <laughs> You know, it's just, we could do, I could do a show on just the history and things like that, some of these ships in the Navy, you know. Anybody needs to go see, you know, if you're in different parts of the country, if you get out on the West Coast, down San Diego, go aboard the Midway. I've got an uncle that actually works on the committee. He took us aboard and gave us a personal tour. So, you know, take advantage of that. Folks, you got PTSD? You need to do something like that because, I mean, you need to go, you need, you need to travel a little bit and get out and do something. You know, take somebody with you. Have something to look forward to. Yeah. You know, kind of get out and see stuff. I mean, I went aboard a War II submarine to drum down there. That thing's in bad need of some disrepair, but it's just, you know, it's an old War II boat. Went down aboard that thing, you know, and my son tried to climb up the conning tower and he could stick his head through. I don't see how many people <laughs> live on it. That thing's small. I worked on nuke boats. These things here, man, it's like getting a pop can climbing through the climbing through the wide mountain drink. <laughs> oh my lambs! Yeah, that'd be. But it's a, yeah. Well, but, they had a size requirement, though, uh, didn't they? Yeah, you you had submarines. You, you could be a little person. Yeah. There's two jobs for a little person in World War Two. Is it a B-17 ball turret gunner or? On board a submarine, personally, I would have chose the submarine. Of course, both of them had heavy losses. Yes, I did. But uh, I saw the story that ball turned gun to fell out at B-17. Did you see that? Yeah. He lived. He fell 16,000 feet. He lived. Don't ask me how, but he did. It wasn't his time to go. That would be a hard landing. That's how you cope with things like PTSD, is get out and do stuff. Have something to look forward to. You know, don't be stuck in the house. You know, and if you, you know, just do something. 
If it takes yeah. a couple people to go with you to do it, do it. If you don't want to be around people, you don't want to stay in you know hotels and things like that. Get you an RV, drag it, or drive it. If you're hundred percent, you stay. You know, yeah, you can stay at the federal campgrounds or the you know on bases and stuff. They got campgrounds. It's pretty nice. They're cheap. Yeah. Yeah, just make your reservation and go. You can go all the way to California. We stayed in. Up in Camp Dodge there in Iowa, uh, I think it cost us 8 or $10 for a night. And a really nice room. Yeah, they got Navy Lodges everywhere, too, you can stay. Air Force yeah. has got hotels. Just call Probably ahead. 20 20 30 bucks a night. Well, this wasn't that high, but, you know. Yeah, that was a few years ago, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that you mention it, John, that was, it was a few years. <laughs> yeah, there's a thing called inflation in the budget. If it's up to our Pentagon, we have no military budget. The CBO. They like to cut everything.
They're red horses. Sign in, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're in Arizona, and we went there, Fort Huachuca, quite a bit, and uh, they had a beautiful running stream and picnic area there. It was really nice. And we go there, but we had to sign in, you know, license plate. Interest card and registration. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We have don't have a problem getting on, you know, Fort Knox, you know, they've always been nice to us. Pensacola guys are real nice to us, but the nicest place was uh down in, in uh Southern Nevada, Florida there next to Fort Walton Beach is uh, it's called uh it's Hurlburt Field, which is an Air Force base. I think it's an arm of Eglin. And uh, them guys are real helpful, Air Force guys. Kind of shocked me, you know, but they're really helpful and good people. Yeah. You know, them bases are huge down there. They're big. You know, you have to drive seven or eight miles just to get to one place down there in Pensacola. Massive base. Them planes taking off, flying over you. Always playing the air. You look up, you hear them. You better look quick because they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it don't take them long either. <laughs> Same way in Marymore, them Navy planes take off. After in Marymore, man, they take up. You hear them. You must not look. They're already they're already at Mach 1 point, whatever, gone. They go out over the ocean, bump Catalina Island, and come back. <laughs> Now, a lot of folks have museums museums on them, too. And, uh, I tell you, buddy. Uh, they're nice. Uh, we went to that one there at uh, Camp Dodge, the museum there, yeah. and it was nice. quite impressive. They had a lot, of, now, a lot of stuff in there. I can give you my top four, okay? Uh, the top one is uh, is the Smithsonian. Of course, that's always going to be the top one. But the uh, Udar Heizu Museum in Chancellor, Virginia, is right next to Dulles Airport. That is one amazing place, Joe. If you ever get a chance to go there, go. That's where the Nola Gay is. We was there last year just checking it out. It's beautiful. Number two, I haven't been there, but it's uh, up right Patterson Air Force Base up in Dayton. They've got a humongous museum, and they've got boxcar there that want to drop the bomb on Nagasaki. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Uh, number three in itself is the Midway. Because she's got a lot of good planes on her decks and things like that, and it's still pretty modern, you know. Yeah. As far as, you know, it's got all kinds of stuff for kids, too. It's got rides and... All kind of stuff. And then uh, number four would be Pensacola Naval Air Station. They've got a heck of Blue Angels Museum. There's one awesome place. And then also I like Mobile. Mobile doesn't have as much stuff as the other places. They've got a lot of planes. They've got a B-52 and some other planes. But you go in one of the hangars when you come out of the ship. You go into the airplane hangar, and one of the second plane you see, there's a Tuskegee airplane sitting there. It's P-51 D Mustang. And uh, there's a guy standing there that's a, he's a statue. Uh-huh. And uh, that was uh, Captain Roberts. And you probably know him better by Robin Roberts' daddy, the, the girl on the uh, ABC, Good Morning America. Oh, yeah. Her daddy, her daddy was a pilot, yeah, and ski. So, but uh, folks, don't let your PTSD control you. Find something to look forward to. Get out and do something. If you can, if you've got agoraphobia and things like that stuck in the house, you know, find something inside that, that you can do. Yeah, do try to put the you. VA out of your mind. Uh, you know, if if you've met your last deadline and you're waiting on a response from them, just go ahead and go fishing yeah. <laughs> or something. Uh, That's right. A quick note, Joe, the movie Chasing Ghosts is out on DVD. If anybody wants to go to Walmart and pick it up, check it out. It's a good movie. That's good. I plan on getting it. I think yeah. Stretch said he was going to get it. So. Yeah. Uh, that's, and that's one you can, uh, you can show your little kids, too. You know, they yeah. can watch it. it it's, yeah. it's a good movie, a good family a good movie. Yep. So that's important nowadays. Most movies, uh, oh, they're horrible. 
You better see a little bastard out and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're out of time, buddy, completely. I know it. So with that, we better be getting off the air here before they close us down. Uh, folks, uh, uh, do we have an ending commercial, John? Yeah, I'll take yeah. care of that. You've been listening to the Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio Show, sponsored by Hadit.com. All opinions expressed here are the opinions of the individuals appearing on the show and are not the opinions of Hadit.com or Blog Talk Radio. Tune in next time for another edition of Hadit.com Blog Talk Radio and the Ask Master Show. <laughs>